I probably wow. shouldn't tell this, but you, that's <laughs> my nature. What's a pate? Yeah, it's it's pate. Pate? Pate. P-A-T-E. It was on your exam tonight, though, and you just failed. Ooh, I got a tickle in my pate. That kid dresses as a clown and eats people now. Yep, oh. okay, I should not have said that. Can you just not record this episode? He's a gigolo. No, when he hears the dick calling, he comes running. That was a lot of dick. This amount of dick is making me uncomfortable. You want a spurting strawberry? Please don't don't choke the chicken. You didn't think this through, did you? I laughed so hard I threw up a little bit. Hello, welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. We're playing Call of Cthulhu and recording it and posting it for your entertainment. Before we get started tonight, just a reminder that a few of us are going to be at Chaosium Con in Ann Arbor, Michigan, April 8th and 9th. Come and join us if you can. With that, we are going to start our full first full episode of Season 2 of Under the Library. My name's Arthur. I'm playing Franny. we got a full cast tonight. Chris is John. Scott is Culligan. Emily's Joe. Wayne is Rutherford. And Rick is someone we will meet, presumably at some point during the episode. But I don't know what that name is yet. And of course... Our keeper is the amazing Michael. Michael, the show's all yours. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I am Michael, and this... I heard a beep. Uh, this is... Wasn't me. Okay. This is our uh, sandbox of a Call of Cthulhu RPG, uh, which does feature themes of horror, violence, and other mature themes played by immature people. Um, I... Yes. Emily we need to write me. you a script. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Can you just take over, please? So <laughs> I'm going to give a summary of the second part of last week's episode when we finally started our new campaign. So at this point, we are in 1942 New Mexico, Los Alamos, in the same world as our previous Bloodstone season one. And in our time at in our world, the town as well as the government lab have been around for about 10 years. So we meet a few characters. Dick Feimer is the eccentric architect who designed the laboratories. Yes, I am. Yes, he is. People tend to stay away from him. Um, He has had some plastic surgery to make him look younger. He wears very fashionable clothes yet quite snug um (laughs) and he hangs out with teenagers perfectly normal do not judge me Mm -hmm. we met franny rumsford who is a researcher grad student in one of the labs that dick feimer designed she has low level clearance and she carries on her great great grandfather's research we also met rutherford frengel who was a grad school roommate of Feimer's, and Feimer may have been his only friend. He worked at a Midwestern university for a while, but now is out West, more of a beatnik. Culligan McGillicuddy uh, views Dick as a role model. Culligan wants to get out of this small town. He writes down all the stories he finds in his notebooks, and he has a great rapport with Dick. Joe is a friend of Cully's 
and she works in the local general store seems to have a little bit of a antagonistic relationship with her boss and landlady because she lives upstairs in a little room and Culligan invited her to the event it turns out if she had not shared the truth of her antagonistic relationship with Belinda the shop owner Dick might have kicked her out so we're all at Dick's house Franny invites John Boone who was working in the yard to join us for some lemonade he seems a little uncomfortable. He uh, agrees to join the group, though, and eventually shares that he was in the circus in the past and knew many magicians. There was the greater and lesser rigatonis and perhaps a baloney. And uh, we heard some of the stories from his life. And this was particularly important because we discover that Dick would like us to attend a magnificent performance in the local theater, Caspar Muscovane, who is a magician. And we are to explain his process of illusion. That is essentially what we accomplished in our first mini episode. Thanks, Emily. That was a lot of Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so good. Uh, so I, I do have a clarification, though, uh, because I realized I did it after I said it. Franny is not actually continuing her great-great-grandfather's work. She is continuing her great-uncle's work. Oh. Yep. I didn't remember my own backstory. Yeah, oh, okay. When I, when I said it, it didn't sound right, so I had to go back and look. It's... Minus a great plus an uncle? Yep. You got it. Okay. Is do you want to clarify her relationship with Dick? Is the Uncle Dick? It's Uncle Dick. <laughs> this is Michael, you are the absolute worst. Because Culligan seems to like Dick a lot. So I was just wondering if Franny liked Dick. I was trying to make Culligan the sympathetic kid lost in the world, give him a mentor, and Michael turns him into a dick. No, when he hears the dick calling, he comes running. So that's this amount of dick is making me uncomfortable. Just to clarify, the magic his name to Rick <laughs> or Richard, or because I think no, this is just going to be a continuing. This is going to be a good continuing joke. Yeah. Something I, else that that rhymes with dick, maybe. Oh, wait. Uh, uh, crickets, come on! I was crickets. trying. I was trying to get. There. Come on, you got to get better with the crickets. All right, I think we'll be able to move forward as slightly less immature individuals. All right, so you all leave uh, his house for the day and agree to reconvene in the uh, in the town later that evening at the theater. Um, the theater is simply called the Classic. Um, it's a it's a well known uh, uh, place in Los Alamos. And is there anything y'all'd like to do with your day before you go to the theater? What time is it? 
You tell me. I would think I... Er, like early afternoon. Sure, that sounds good. We were there, oh, yeah. there during the day having, you know, lemonade and cookies, apparently. Yeah, that's kind of an afternoon thing. And yeah. I had been raking all morning and doing yep. chores. And In stuff. the hot sun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so sure. Well, I should probably get back to the store for a while if I'm going to leave again this evening. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to go get gussied up. Mm-hmm. Same with Rutherford. He's kind of rumpled. He's kind of a ragamuffin wanderer. I'm, I'm going to uh, have to eat some circus peanuts to prepare for dinner. Uh, Dick told me I could uh, borrow some of his old clothes so I don't have to wear my... I'd be too embarrassed to wear my... My uh, hobo clothes to but them to skin the them skin tight pants are going to be okay for you. Well, that's what I'm hoping. His older clothes, maybe he, he was like rocking flared pants or something. Or maybe you're skinny enough that they'll be baggy on you. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm bony. Oh okay, if you're bony, because I was going to say because um... yeah, they'll probably be loose on me. Yeah, because Dick's not okay. bony. Should I cricket Dick? myself? Do I need to cricket Crickets. myself? Wait. <laughs> is, is Dick fat? No, he's uh, let's just let's just move on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I think Colligan is I think Colligan is leaving town. I'm gonna roll up a new character. <laughs> oh no, but Colly, we're friends. <laughs> You're my link to this whole experience. I know. <laughs> All At right. least I thought we were friends. <laughs> we are, but everyone's making Culligan feel uncomfortable. Culligan should be a little scared. <laughs> All right, so what are, what are Culligan and Joe going to do before dinner and a show? Well, I have to go back to the store. Yeah, I'd go back to my house and look for some clean clothes. And Did you say dinner with a movie? Or with the show or no no just the show i sort of made up dinner yeah so that means that we will have to get dinner before going ideally okay wasn't there a diner that was mentioned there is now all right <laughs> so i guess that's where yeah. uh, franny's going for dinner okay what's the name of the diner franny oh jesus um What's the town we're in? Los Alamos? Yeah. Um, the Los Alamos Inn? Or the Los Alamos Diner? Sorry. All right. right. It'd be like a pretty standard, lame, you know, neon sign kind of joint. Okay. A little uh, David Lynch-ish, except in the 40s a- instead a- of the 80s. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Exactly. In the 40s where it belongs. Okay. With some incredible pie. Well played. All right. What's your favorite flavor of pie, Franny? It's got to be blueberry. Okay. Because isn't that what Coop was eating? Uh, no, he, I thought he was a cherry pie guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it cherry? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Interesting. All right. All right. Um, what else? Culligan, where are you going? Uh, Colin's going, Culligan's going home. Uh, okay. Going to see if we can put together an outfit that would be presentable. 
Okay. Uh, and then he'll just go sort of hang out and in town and just sort of wait, wait it out. So he doesn't right. really spend any time at home. Culligan, tell us about your, the part of town where your house is. Mm, so it's, it's on the outskirts. It's uh, mostly trailers. Uh, things are pretty run down. Um, even though the town's not that old, these are all trailers and stuff that have been sort of brought in. And so everything, you know, is, is really worn down and beat down. Um, not everything has running water. You got to go out to the spigots and sort of get water when you need them. And so he's got a, he's got a room and in, in a place to stay, but he, he sort of stays as little as possible and does everything possible not to see any of his family members. Uh, so we were asked to watch this show and try to figure out the tricks, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Franny is going to try and um, actually go to school and see if she can come up with some uh, like opera glasses or even binoculars. Okay. Um, you know, maybe talk to some of the, the field researchers, some of the, the nature folks, see if she can find something to to see closer. Okay. Uh, you want to make a, you want to make a luck roll, or you want to play that one out? Um, I'll make a luck roll. What the hell? I get to roll my giant rolly die. Mm. It, it'll stop rolling in a few minutes. You might want to come back. Okay. Yeah, we'll come back to you. <laughs> All right. Now that's a fifty. I think that's, I think that's just good enough. If I remember right. Uh, my yep, I made it. Nice. Okay. Um, so Michael, yeah, you... really quickly, the, the place where Colligan lives, the neighborhood's actually called the Straits. Yeah. Very good. And where would you sit that, situate that in relationship to all the government activity? Mm, so it's opposite. They're, they're okay. trying to let, like, this is the kind of place where they want to put as far away from the people in power as possible. Well, I tap my pate. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. <laughs> I All see right. what you did there. Michael has a new word. <laughs> if only I could let retcon me, it. Let me just scratch my pate. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I got a tickle in my pate. <laughs> Rutherford, what are you up to? Uh, that's what I was just thinking. Rutherford, he's kind of rumpled, but actually he wouldn't care about being rumpled. So he's going to just settle down at Dick's house because he has nowhere to go and uh get a notepad and get ready for the show just get his mind uh mindset for uh, taking notes he's gonna have notes and such like that that's kind of, he's he's an egghead so okay that's kind of his own yeah he doesn't really have a sense of decorum mm -hmm. okay all right so a little socially awkward there okay doesn't know when to like take his kind of exit yeah, exactly. So he's he would stay at uh, yeah Dick's house too long, sitting there, and then everyone's gone, still drinking, probably lemonade and such like that. Okay. And uh, Bello, are you in town? Uh, I was anticipating being up at the uh, festival theater. Theater. Festival theater. The festival theater, yeah. right? Yeah. Sure. Even though it's called the classic. Yeah. The classic yeah. festival theater. Mm -hmm. Sure. Thanks for playing. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, okay. Well, you feel like being a Belinda? Because I need to go back to the general store. Okay. I'll be, can be a Belinda. 
I stepped out for lunch, but I have to go back and stock some shelves. All right. Let me make sure I got to get into Belinda mode here for a second. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Whoa. Oh, Joe, it's uh, it's good you got back. Now, uh, I've got some things for you to do. I need you to get over on aisle six and uh, turn those labels around. And I need you to ri- raise the prices on the tomatoes. Again? Didn't I just do that last week? Are you running this store? <laughs> I am not. That's right. I'm running this store and I need you to go rise the prices on those tomatoes. All right. I'll get down. I'll get down there right now. Okay. And while you're at it, you dust up down there. It's looking kind of gross. Make it look cleaner. Yes, ma'am. I run a filthy joint. Mm-hmm. While I'm working on the tomatoes, I'm going to slip one in my pocket. <gasps> okay. Make a stealth nice. roll. Oh, my okay. goodness. <clears throat> well, like she's it. just cheating everyone. It's not really not fair. Um. Ah, that is an extreme success. All right. So you managed to slip it in, slip it in your pocket. Don't see any sign of Belinda as you do. And uh, you do anything else? Or are you just going to kind of pretend to keep yourself busy for the rest of the day? I mean, I'm actually going to do some of the things that she said. And in this general store, if there is a pair of binoculars on sale, I might. That's a pretty good idea there, Franny. So I might just grab a pair. All right. Uh, what's the name of the store and can you describe it and its contents? Well, um, produce and sporting goods. Produce. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't think of a name. I was just calling it the general store. Uh, how about survival um, supplies, guns, ammo, <laughs> tomatoes, dynamite, very expensive well, no. tomatoes. Okay, so it it does books, have food. Tomes but, on the mythos with Dakota rings. Uh, right. no books, but there are. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean I'm not going to be specific. That. that was good. All right. Yeah, yeah. No, there's food and other general home goods like really basic basic kitchen items basic tools um there are some pieces of art by local artists uh just like a mishmash of things perfect and you can make a luck roll to see if they sell any sort of binoculars fair enough Fair enough. Theater glasses. I love that you're going to steal uh, that. I got that one too. Regular success. Regular success. Okay. And so you find a small pair of uh, double magnifiers. Double magnifiers? Yeah, two times magnification. Oh. Goes in front of your eyes, right below your pate. Right below my pate. Okay. (laughs) And... uh, before I, I don't know if we're to the point where I'm leaving for the theater yet, but before I leave the theater, I would like to slip into my bag also my book. No, oh, uh, yeah. Because I'm going to a magic show and just don't know what I'll see. Okay. That sounds great. 
Okay. And for what it's, it's worth, over the course book. of the day, it's my book. After I leave the 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 straits, I'm going to sort of wander down, but eventually I'm going to find my way in front of the store. What's the name of it again, Joe? I never made up a name. <laughs> uh, I wanted to make it more than just the general store. I was trying to think of something cute, like, uh, but sundries and oddities sounds like a magic store. Mm-hmm. So how about? Uh, Supplies and things. <laughs> <laughs> Futons and more. Futons <laughs> and more, yes. <laughs> um, okay, so what... Or how about the general store? How about Los Alamos grocer? <laughs> oh, but we are more than just a grocer. That's true. Tell us, what? Is, how are you more than a grocer, Joe? Because of all the other stuff we sell. You know, the 2X glasses. <laughs> but no books. The pay, the pay pay pay. We sell wrenches and rope. Oddly specific. The low Maybe even dynamite. <laughs> Do you have dynamite? <laughs> right, dynamite so shotguns? I'll be on a, grenades? I'll be on an overturned crate in front of the general store. <clears throat> okay. Just looking to get. Linda, I finished everything you said. I'm going out for the evening. Um, remember, as you go about town, right? There's um, all all kinds of uh, unusual um, groupings of scientists out and about the town, right? Like the it's it's wouldn't call it kind of like a university town, but it's full of researchers as well as people who make the town run. So there's always a bizarre kind of mix of individuals out and about in this area. Well, I've uh, hosed myself down in the uh, backyard spigot. Okay. Uh, changed into the clothes that uh, Dick provided. Okay. And uh, uh, I actually have a bit of money. Uh, I've got uh, $5 that I keep uh, really well hidden because you don't want anyone to know you've got any kind of money on the road. So, uh, but I wasn't able to shave. So I'm walking through town self-conscious because I look super fancy, but gnarly up top. I was able to drag a comb through my hair. Uh, Oh, I I I forgot forgot my cap. But anyway, I'll go to the general store and uh, buy uh, a couple, three cans of uh, beans. Okay. And so you go, as you go by and there's uh, Culligan sitting on the crate outside the ge- general store and, and I go, uh, Hey, Joe, hey, you hey, clean hey. up nice. Uh, thanks uh, there, Sonny. I'm sorry. I don't remember your name. Culligan, but you can call me Cully if you want. Hey there, Cully. Uh, what you doing sitting out here? Yeah, it's what I do. I, I don't spend a lot of time anywhere else. I just wander town and it's great here. Cause I can see all the scientists go by. Every once in a while, they'll give me something like I've gotten a couple notebooks from them. They know I like the. Hey, that sounds kind of like uh, my life, except uh, yeah. I rarely sit in one place. I kind of wander around. I see, you know, you know a lot of things about a lot of things. I'm sure I see a lot of things, and yeah, sometimes you run into kindly folk that'll, uh, you know, give you something, make your day. Uh, tell yeah, you what, I'm going in to buy some stuff. Uh, uh, anything you want in there? I wouldn't say no to a piece of gum. All righty. I'll be right back. 
Keeper, what were the t- double magnification? What did you call them again? 2X. Two, they're just called 2X? The yeah, bino- the- like, are they called binoculars? They're just called... Yeah. yeah, they're binoculars, but they have 2X magnification. They could oh, be the kind of thing where okay. when you're like um, sewing, you need them to like, I don't know, whatever. All right. Mm-hmm. So as you as you walk in the store, there's only it's, you know, not the space mart of the future. Right. With all these checkout stands, there's only the one cash register and uh, the the uh, the person behind it. She's um, quite uh, uh, very muscly built mm. um, and she's probably about six foot two. She's wow. She's imposing and um, really looks like she could hold her own in any boxing match. Did you say her name is Brenda? uh, Belinda. Belinda, sorry. Yeah. And as she sees you walk in in your big puffy beard, uh, but your quite dapper suit, uh, she gives you a bit of a glance and then she says, what could I help you, sir? Uh, well, uh, uh, good day, ma'am. Uh, could you point me in the direction of uh, your canned goods? Specifically, I would be interested in acquiring some uh, some uh, uh, beans. Not string beans, mind you, but uh, uh, baked beans. Oh, yes. Right through there. Second aisle. Best beans in Los Alamos. I uh, thank you kindly. I go grab them. And uh, also, I'd uh, like a pack of pack of gum to go with it and that'll that'll do me okay make uh make an intelligence roll what my intelligence is let me check it's the one right under your pate <laughs> just gonna use it all up just gonna uh, totally thrash i the i got a i got, got a regular success okay so as you're as you're checking out uh, you remember that the cans of beans were each about 10 cents each and the, the pack of gum was a nickel and uh, the total though comes to 48 cents. So it oh. should have been about 35 cents and comes oh. to 48 cents. Oh, uh, uh, ma'am, I think you might've uh, made a mistake there. Uh, I was expecting it. Uh, I look at the tags here and that, uh, if I remember my arithmetic, it's been a while since I've been a job, but if I remember my arithmetic, that should have added up to uh, 35 cents. Oh, no. Uh, I forgot to change the prices on the shelf. We had to uh, raise the prices because, well, you see, it's pretty complicated, but the truck came in and they raised the bill on me. And so I just, I had to raise the prices a little bit in order to make ends meet. You see how it is. You understand, right? Oh uh, yeah. I understand. Uh, times are hard for everyone. Well, I, I thank you very much and I'll be on my way. And I go, Hey, hey Culligan, here's your, uh, here's your gum. Uh, that, uh, that woman inside, uh, man, everyone's got a fucking hard luck story. Don't they? Oh, sorry, son. I don't. Well, you've probably heard language like that before. Oh, Jesus. That's the that's the cleanest word I've heard all day. Oh, yeah, man. She's she's a. So what did you, you know do? what? Did she, did she give I, you that story about how things were a little bit more expensive than the last time? 
Uh, yeah, exactly. Does she uh, often yeah. peddle that tale? I don't know if I trust her. When I go in there and buy stuff, I find out the price before I give her anything. I'm only the, usually uh, buying a pack of gum, though. So, is she the only store in town? Uh, yeah, there's there's another store. There's a bigger grocery store that all the scientists go to, and they got all sorts of like fancy white lights and big clean aisles and oh, wow. places. Yeah, it's a little bit too clean for my taste. Well, maybe before I leave town, I'll give myself a good shave and I'll head over there and get some supplies before I hit the road. But uh, you mind if I uh, have a slice of gum there? Slice? Is that what they're I'm, called? I'm, 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 I'm the one to slice. You bought the gum. <laughs> okay, I'll... I'll yeah, so I, I take stick? a single piece and give it back Sick of gum? Stick. stick! Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> a big so old... A, a shingle? I take a nice... <laughs> I take a nice you right on the paint. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I tap it on my pate to make sure it's fresh. Thank you for listening to the word show. Um, yeah, so I take out a single a single stick, and then I give you back the pack and say, why don't you hold on to it? If I keep it, I'm just going to keep eating it. And then maybe during the show, you can give me one more piece. Oh, You're yeah. a good egg. Yep, whenever you want some, just uh, let me know. Was I in the general store when this conversation transpired, Keeper? Uh, I don't know. You had said you were headed upstairs at some point, right? Well, I said I was headed out like I thought it was the end of the day. But if I headed out, I would have already been in the conversation with them. So if it's easier, I could just be upstairs. Sure. Or you could be in the. Yeah, you could be upstairs. OK. Did I overhear this exchange? Make a listen roll. I will. Yes, 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 yes you will. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. I'm rolling well tonight. I made it. Great. Do you so, want to hear this conversation? I do. I want to hear All the right. conversation. All right. Well, then you yeah. hear the conversation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Right out that open window, right above the roof of the restaurant or roof of the store. Okay. Well, on my way out, I'd like to try to grab a can of beans because I feel really bad when she cheats people. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, oh, you mean the conversation at the register? Yeah. All right, yeah, maybe you listened through the floorboards then. Mm-hmm. All right, make a stealth roll on your way out. I guess I will. Mm-hmm. Probably pushing my luck here right at the beginning. Uh, no, I. it's a hard success. Oh, good. I want you all to use up all those like stealing beans. <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> yeah. Buying sticks of gum and all yeah. that. Get, get, those, get those good ones out of the way. I don't know. Stealing from giant muscly lady seems like quite a risk. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why, maybe that's why she has to keep jacking up the prices. <laughs> no, because somebody keeps stealing all this stuff. <laughs> Joe is robbing her blind. <laughs> all right. Well, in that case, I head outside, probably run into John and Culligan. Sure. Yeah. As you're walking down the street, that sounds reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, I was out front waiting for you before we go yeah, off yeah. to the show. Yeah, yeah, I figured, I figured. So. Is that I good with Joe. you, Keeper? That was a face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I guess so he probably forgot outside, to stir his, yeah. When you get outside and you get close to us, I'm mm-hmm. going to lean in and go, she was doing that thing again with the pricing. I know, I heard. And then I'll just kind of like underneath pass and a can of beans and say, I'm so sorry. She does this to everyone. 
Oh, well, thank you, miss. That, gosh, that's mighty kind of you. Yeah, I we'll just don't know what to friends. do. I don't know. I don't want you getting caught. She'll break your head in here. Yeah, normally I don't uh, take to stealing, but uh, if someone's that nasty, I... How have you ever heard that story of Robin Hood? Oh, yeah, I know the Robin Hood story. Oh, you're, uh, you're, you're, uh, you're a Robin Hood then. I mean, I just can't watch her steal from people without doing something. That would make her the sheriff of Nottingham. Well, yeah. she's oh, uh, yeah. something. <laughs> well, if, if I had, a, like my grandfather used to say, if I had a cow shit, I'd throw it at her. My grandfather actually used to say that. Oh, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's like all sorts of cow pastures outside of town. We could go get some. Well, I, I I'll wait until I'm hightailing it out of town. Maybe the last thing I'll do is. Yeah, although I gotta say, she just make poor Joe clean it up. So no, maybe she I'll wait till would... she's locking up for the night, and then I'll pelt her with a few. But I just have to stay positive. I mean, I'm glad to have a job. Crickets. <laughs> no, you only get you only get crickets after an attempted joke. You can have a dramatic pause and not get crickets. No, I'm just just looking on the bright side. I mean, I was on the street when I met you, Cully. Yeah, you're doing pretty well now. So wait, is it? I'm not too good with time. Is it time to go to the show now? It is. It's the end of the day for me. End of the work day. That's great. I uh, didn't have a chance to get any food. Maybe I'll eat something later. Well, I got a oh. can of beans here I'll share with <laughs> you. Say, I have a tomato. <laughs> I can uh, light a fire right here on the sidewalk. <laughs> now, who would be that insane? <laughs> I'm just joshing you. I usually eat the beans cold. You don't mind cold beans, do you? I'll eat anything. That sounds okay. delicious. So I'll open up a can of beans, get my uh, little uh, spork out, hand it to you. You know, you go first. Eat as much do, as you do want. You, do you lick it clean before you hand yes. it to him? I lick okay. it clean. Yeah, actually, as, soon as, you do the... that, as soon as you do that, I pull a spoon out of my pocket. Oh. Like, what are you kidding me? I'm Never always go- ready for that. I'm ready for everything. I've got a whole bag. And it's got like like my books in it. It's got stuff to write with. I've got a spoon in there. I've got you know just goofy little things. A magnifying glass. A little dynamite. Like I said, <laughs> no dynamite. Like like I said, scientists have gotten to know me, and they know that I like stuff, and I like to hear their stories. So they'll give me things like you know, like I said, pens. You know, a, a box of paper clips, like just weird esoteric shit that has no value to them. Plutonium pellets. So it's not just Dick that you're hanging out with. <laughs> did did you did you by any chance in that book of things the scientists give you any clues to what Dickalilili is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it said the keeper is a dick. That's what it said. So I take out my spoon and I'm eating. Well, pretty good. And I, for what it's worth, I take the gum out of my mouth and I stick it right behind my ear. Nineteen <laughs> forties mm-hmm. mm, gum. I'm sure it held its uh, texture <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> All right. Uh, as you as y'all get into the theater, let's see. There's uh, that's Culligan and Joe and Boone are together, right? Franny, you're yep. coming on your own. 
Yes. Yeah, okay. so Franny would get there early and be like milling around outside. Sort of oh, awkwardly, okay. but she's she's super um she's eager. Okay. So as you're milling around outside, you hear a very animated conversation going on in the uh the foyer to the theater mm, mm-hmm. uh, or the gal you know the entrance to the theater and uh, you recognize one of the voices of course it's uh, uh john levine and john levine is kind of a known character in los alamos because he owns the theater and uh, another quite eccentric mustachioed individual um a little plumper and known to be somewhat of a busybody about town and you hear him in in the foyer of the theater uh and you can almost see the the drawn down edges of his mouth as as he says but but why would i want that I don't understand. I never even heard of such a thing. Why would I want that? Is there another side of the conversation too, or am I just this not me? This is me. This is me. Uh, oh, I, I, w- I was thinking there was going to be another side of the conversation. <laughs> he smiled at me. He smiled at me as I said, "You can hear the voices just... from the foyer." And then I kind of like I was waiting. I have more conversation with the crickets. I think he's talking to you. Making sure. <clears throat> well, I see. Uh, yeah, yeah, sir, you must understand that these are the uh, finest accoutrements uh, you could uh, possibly have within your establishment. You see, these are the uh, premier uh, chicken meat uh, that you're going to want to have. Uh, uh, for all your customers, it'll keep them uh, coming back for more. It is finger licking tasty. Uh, <laughs> that is a, a, a patented uh, a term here. We even uh, provide a free side of buttercup coons. You see, that's the uh, the from the leaders here of our of our chicken coops here. It's like the crown earning achievement of our uh, wonderful little stack empire. I have. No interest in filling my theater with your greasy fingers and the greasy fingers of all of your customers. I don't want fried chicken. Now, now, sir, I must tell you, I must tell you, that's a patented secret, but it is greaseless fried chicken. Now, it does not come onto your fingers. Yeah, it is a uh, 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 what is only here of Bella Paulette. Uh, we are known for it throughout we, uh, uh, Kentucky. And uh, it's uh, the thing we do. Well, I can assure you it won't be coming on my fingers because I won't be holding any of that fried chicken. (laughs) uh, uh, Phrasing, (laughs) Michael, phrasing. (laughs) Phrasing. I didn't know. I didn't know. uh, uh, Well, uh, 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 how about this? How about this? I will fry you up a fresh batch. And if it is not the tastiest thing you have ever had in your uh, life and time on this uh, God's green earth, and uh, uh, I will be out of your hair. Mr. Poulet, is it? Uh, yes, it is Poulet. Mr. Poulet, I would advise you to take your seat in the theater and enjoy the show, because otherwise, that's as close as your fried chicken is coming to my theater. Hmm. Well, I don't need a uh... 
to know when I'm not wanted and I'll grab my little suspenders and, and I'm wearing some sort of uh, a suit that looks kind of like this. Uh, uh, like a hat. chicken? What? Like, like a what? chicken. You're dressed like a chicken. What? You're dressed like a chicken. <laughs> to go Do to the theater. Do you have chicken on you? <laughs> Do I have the chicken on me? Do you have the fried chicken with you? Like when I, we're like in your pockets? You, do I smell? Do I smell I have, fried chicken? I have on some you? fried well, chicken. Well, presumably he has a little cart, like a food truck or street yeah. cart or something. But I need you to paint me a picture. Yeah, you're dressed uh, as a chicken with suspenders. Are the suspenders <laughs> like over the feathers, or are they just holding up your little chicken ass? Oh, maybe he's like Donald Duck, where he has shorts and suspenders <laughs> on the outside of the feathers. I regret this immediately. You deserve every moment of this. Keep going, Emily. Yep. Keep going. You deserve every moment of your yes, chicken so outfit. I'm, I'm sitting there with my my feathered hands, and I'm and I just I'm holding the uh, suspenders that are uh, a pair of pants that are on uh, overlaid on top of this. It's a it's a look. You see, uh, you have I, oh, it sounds like a look. Glued yep. to your body, and you're wearing clothes over Not them. Not glued to my body. This is an outfit, and I have a pair of pants. Uh, on the outfit. Does that make sense? It keeps no, it together. It does not make sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it can't be a full pair of pants because then it wouldn't show off the chicken legs, which I, I think are like an iconic part of a chicken. They would have we to be later hoses. You have giant yes. chicken feet? You have chicken feet, shoes? So they go to the knees, you see? Like later hoses. And then you see the chicken legs, and then you see these are uh, chicken feet that I got on there. Uh, Rick, so I am, uh, Rick yep. you didn't think this through, did you? Does this no, affect, your, uh, does this affect your movement rate? Or, do you have a chicken movement rate? Uh, it I does. do, but I also have a fly. Oh, my God. I, I don't know where the character goes from here. Does <laughs> <laughs> he go? And, and oh, my God. I, I do just want to clarify. This is, a, this is a, an apparent chicken character who is selling chicken. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. I mean, cannibalism. He can't stop with the cannibalism. He really can't. <laughs> <laughs> just have to change the form of it slightly. But just to be clear, he's not actually a chicken person, right? <laughs> no. he's just Is there a chicken like head a chicken on your person? costume? No. no. It's uh, so marketing. I'm thinking it's like the. It's guy what you it. see. It's what it's you see. Hat. It's okay. a hat. Okay. It's a hat. It's a chicken hat. Yeah. It's like a. It's like the old flapper sort of style out west hats, but with, ch- with chicken chicken on top. And a comb. So you didn't answer my question. Do you have a little it? wobble? Yeah, he's he's intentionally not answering your question. Yeah, I, I want an answer to this fucking question. Which question? Poulet. When we yeah. walk by, do you do do we smell fried chicken on you? You would smell. So you're. So I'm walking right up to you, and I'm like, God damn, that's the best outfit I ever seen, and you smell so good. You have chicken on you. Can I have a piece? Well, I do. And I reach into my I want some too. pocket and I, and, and it's absolutely sort of, but, not. There will be no chicken eating in my theater. Mr. Poulet is this clothing choice of yours to make a mockery of my establishment. <laughs> no, no. <it> is. <laughs> I don't know why you would possibly say that. I, I'm making mockery. I'm this is the best thing man. to happen to the theater in the in in my lifetime. This is amazing. Fried chicken and seeing a performance—that's revolutionary. Mister uh, Poulet, you will take all of your fried chicken and 
other food on your person and deposit it outside. If you don't, I'll have to have my friend Adrian come downstairs. As he's saying that, I take the bucket I got of chicken and I said, fine, fine, fine. And I, and I push it into his chest and then I reach down and I start grabbing more bits of chicken and I keep putting it in the bucket. And I got a couple drumsticks down here, a little bit more down here. And then I, and I kind of reach, reach around. I got a little bit extra side pocket here. I got some legs. I'd like some pocket chicken. And I'm like, would you like? Totally. <laughs> I'm taking this bucket and I'm like, all right, Joe, <laughs> let's get outside. And so how long has this chicken been in your outfit? That's the question in this hot, steamy New Mexico weather. Uh, uh, you know, it's got, it's got 22 uh, uh, spices and herbs. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful collection here. Uh, so I would recommend you uh, try the chicken. Uh, I'm going to make my way inside. You'll notice you need no napkin. It leaves uh, nothing, um, in part because you will be licking your fingers and, uh, and instead potential grease off. It's, uh, 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 I can Whoa, certainly Mr. tell you, sir, that you won't be lasting long in Los Alamos with this charade of yours. I'm simple. I'm a simple chicken, chicken man. And I'm I think kinda... I'm speaking for the keeper in character and saying we might kill you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't don't choke the chicken. Uh, I'd like to hang around a little bit longer, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll give him a little business card with my little flipper fingers, and then I will make my way inside. Your uh, what? What? My my feather fingers. Did I say something? <laughs> said, said you fingers. said flipper. Well, it's like a, it's like a, it's a, it's a thing with feathers. Have you seen a, a chicken? I've seen, I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> chicken magnate from tonight. <laughs> You're just brutal tonight. Love it. Love it. Yeah, Jesus. It's just Fire better when I'm not the target. Oh, God. You're just brutal. Emily make is sure on her game. Make sure I don't say anything <laughs> to piss you off. I'm sorry. No, please don't Joe apologize. is much you know, nicer than Emily. Right now in front of you. Just saying. <laughs> wow. But just to be clear, after this whole thing, we have a bucket of chicken, right? Outside the theater, yes. Oh, okay. All right. I'm out there so the, with you. The oh, three this of us is are just really good. Eating this damn chicken. We don't have anything like this the at the store. I've like, never tasted is- anything so good in my life. Can the we three gotta of, find that guy. Can the three of you make constitution rolls? <laughs> Whoa, God, what? <laughs> At advantage because they're going to gain extra XP. I know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's what this chicken it does. It depends on how long he's had it in his pocket. I rolled a 95. I am rolling oh! so freaking awesome tonight. Extreme success. I got a, Sorry, a good success. Oh, my stomach's rumbling. <laughs> Yeah, I think you got the you got Ooh. the armpit piece there. Uh, armpit chicken. Uh, John. Yeah. Do you, do you guys want to see where I keep the mashed potatoes and gravy? Oh, because if no. you're really hungry, no. <laughs> Is this chicken all sort of less body temperature? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll meet was... you. I, I, I'll meet you, young folk, in there. I'm gonna have to duck behind the theater for a couple minutes. Oh no no I no! Don't... It doesn't set on that quick, Boone. You let oh, me. Okay. I'll find a good opportune time. Oh, for you. I hear you. I, I hear you. Right. Don't you worry. Lamova <laughs> chicken. Uh, At some point, you're going to shit in the theater, aren't oh, you? Oh, man. I don't want to ruin Dick's fancy clothes. Boy, when art meets reality, huh? All right. <laughs> oh. All right. 
Uh, Bell, you there's no way you can sit down in a theater seat, so you just have to post up in the back. Oh, oh, me? You mean Bellow? Yeah, uh, that's fine. That's fine. I'll just be uh, oh, the uh, other so, Bellow on the cast. I'll just be uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be uh, uh, pecking around. That's fine. Wow. All right, and just uh, pecking around. And I have to ask a question. Just after one? we have the chicken, are our fingers not greasy like Bellow has been promising? Oh, that's a great question. You think he invented the greaseless chicken? That's what, what we, I'm asking. What do, we, what do we roll on to decide that? Uh, oh, that's probably. a good question. Is there is there a bullshit is there a bullshit roll? <laughs> I was gonna say I think that's almost like a mythos thing. Greaseless mythos. fried chicken. Yeah, yeah, that's no. some sort of uh, arcane. A cult. Yeah. No. Uh, Bello, can you make an occult roll? You making me roll for a cult chicken? <laughs> oh, greaseless chicken. Yeah. It's in the forties. It is magical. It's not yeah. like star spawn chicken. It's not gonna what? come back. <laughs> it's, even... it's poultry geist. Nice. Oh, nice. Oh, well I mean, done. I got a I got a six, uh, but I don't think that counts, right? I don't know. No, for the occult, you should start with a ten, I think. Don't don't y'all have a ten in the occult? Well, let me I have a five. Now you're gonna have to burn some luck. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Point you know point. what? You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go for the extreme success for the hell of it, and so I burn four points. Look, it down to a one. There you go. Okay. Wow. Wow. I thought this is. I thought this wow. was meat, meat though. It's not a cult. Bello speaks like... the truth. Yeah. All right. So uh, Bello has indeed discovered greaseless chicken. Uh, though at what cost to his soul, we'll soon find. But that yeah, would be. Right in line with Rick's character. Uh, and uh, for some reason, Poultrygeist is not underlined as misspelled. <laughs> Kentucky hmm. Cthulhu. <laughs> That's so good. All right. So y'all are all quite amazed as you go to lick your fingers in front of the theater. And uh, the the chicken is indeed greaseless. Jesus Christ, that's magical! Not only is it delicious, I don't have any all over my face. I don't have my fingers. Well, I'm I'm glad for it. I always wet my fingers on my clothes. If if it had been greasy, I'd ruin these uh, fancy duds. If you're impressed by the chicken, let me tell you here. Wait, you're out there with us? Oh oh, no, I'm I'm not watching us. See what the hell? Well, I mean, you yeah, I think he been. was because he was kicked out of the building. No, 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 he wasn't That'd kicked out. He had to turn in his chicken and then he went oh. inside the theater. He went inside. But we'll <laughs> find him. We got to find him and tell him that his oh, chicken yeah, is magic. You don't, you don't have to do a lot to find the guy. We're going to, man, we're going to join your chicken cult. I assume that's what you're establishing some sort of chicken cult. Gobble, <laughs> <laughs> gobble, one of us. <laughs> We accept you. We accept you. <laughs> so, Franny, were you lurking outside of the theater? Did you say? Franny, that's you, Art. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I, I'm. <laughs> Didn't you say you were going to be awkwardly around the theater? Yeah, so I, I would have been there for all of this, but certainly not partaking in the chicken. Sorry, I was distracted oh. because when, when Poultry Geist did not come up as misspelled, I had to Google it. 
And it turns out that Poultry oh, it's Geist an amazing movie. is a it's movie. An amazing, it's Poultry Geist, really? Night of the Chicken yes. Dead, the yes. horror musical. Yes. Oh. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy I thought shit. you said I thought you said nice because you knew that it was no that that is a schlock night favorite to wow. watch poultry guys. Oh wow, do you have it on DVD? Oh, Blu-ray baby. Wow. <laughs> we'll have to have a viewing of it. Yeah. 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 It's it's special. With a bucket of chicken. It's it's special. I'm all for the chicken, but is it actually scary? Um, Scott, I don't know if you could handle it or not. It it opens with I I can't even I won't spoil don't it even for say you. it I won't spoil it for you we'll have to have a poultry oh guy night now the the description <laughs> is amazing oh it's bad it's bad I mean bad bad like yeah like it crosses lines that even Rick doesn't cross when a fast oh, wow. when a fast food chicken restaurant is built on the site of an ancient native american burial ground the displaced <laughs> the displaced spirits unite with the ghosts oh. of exterminated chickens and transform into native american chicken zombies seeking revenge oh god wow oh. that oh, yeah god. that's the appropriate response Damn. i told oh. you it crosses lines uh, all right yeah <laughs> wow i had no idea See, and I was giving you credit for coming up with with the term, but... No, no, right. no, no. Should we take a break? Oh, yeah, we got to let uh, Scott get some cereal. Yeah, that is a perfect time for a break. Um, all right, so we'll, uh, we'll take five, ten minutes and see everybody on the other side. And we're back from break. Michael, back to you. All right, so let's uh, spice up Emily's diary for this episode with something more than eating chicken <laughs> a recap next week we ate chicken yeah. yeah yeah it was greaseless chicken spawned by the occult but hey cool i mean there was some light thievery mm-hmm. there was mm-hmm. <laughs> and we, st- we still don't know what's going to happen to boone's bowels later on but we'll get there yeah all right so um, I, maybe Rutherford or Franny are going to come along and save this episode. Yeah, why? Why? Why are you all eating fried chicken on the sidewalk from a stranger? <laughs> it's that really is, tasty. It's, it's free. That seems. And this isn't just any. This isn't just any fried chicken. This is magical, greaseless fried chicken. That seems like a terrible idea. And then I take a piece and. Uh, Rub it on the clothes. See, <laughs> not so much as a single grease spot. Oh dear. Do you want? Do you want a bite? Uh, no, thank you very much, honey. But no, no, thank you. All uh, I can think of now is the Homer Simpson thing with the uh, the, the window to weight gain. <laughs> I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so uh, well, what is? We're getting close to showtime. Do you want to all go inside and find our seats? Yeah. Do we do we have do we have tickets? How, how's that work? No, Did, I am right here, and I have tickets. For oh, all hello, of you. Dickie. Yes. Yeah, that was it's creepy. Dick. You popping up like that. Yes, I am here with Rutherford. He and I were hanging around the back, and now we're Emily. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Not eating chicken. <laughs> we decided to come in the front, even though we hung out at the back door for a while. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. Cross some line there. What? We were just taking out. Don't y'all want to go inside? <laughs> yes, please. I'd, I'd like to change this line of conversation. That'd be great. Okay. Well, you should throw out chicken and then we go inside. Yes? Uh, we ate all the chicken. It's gone. I've been I've been hucking the bones in the road as, as we finish pieces. Wonderful. We should go in the front door. Okay. So as you as y'all are going into the front and see that while I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. She almost broke. She almost broke. Yes, in the front door. We all go, yes. And so uh as you're piling in, you hear uh oh. I'm, I'm losing names now. You hear John Levine off in the background somewhere and uh, you can only assume he's talking about uh, Bubba Pule. I mean, Bella Pule. And when he says <laughs> Bubba Fred Pule. When, when he says I'm Bubba Fred Pule. The neighborhood, it's changing, I tell you. It's just changing this neighborhood. It's not what it used to be. It used to be full of upstanding citizens and now it's feathered freaks freaks do i, I tell hear you. him do i hear him say this sure probably i just said y'all overhear him saying this okay. so i'm gonna so i'm gonna you. i'm gonna be like you know this town is like 10 years old right and he he doesn't say anything back he just ignores you i think we should go on in Sure. Yep. All right. Okay. So you make your way around Bello, who's now kind of clogging the aisle uh, around the seats. Huh. Yes. And and you make your way. Rutherford, I assume you're with them. You haven't said much, but I assume you're with them. Uh, Rutherford um, is, goes in with them, but uh, he does a very Rutherford thing. And he, uh, he, he, he detaches himself from the uh, group uh, quietly and he makes his way. Uh, around into a different direction, a side door, a mezzanine, so he can get a better view. Okay. Um, very interested in getting a very, very good view uh, that is not just your standard frontal view. As we go past <laughs> Bello... Standard frontal view. Is he looking for like a sidle view? A backle view? Okay. It's I think he's just looking for the back door. He's looking for an obtuse angle to look at this magician from. Mm -hmm. Magicians are they are they are, they're often only negotiate a front angle, and if you can look from an odd angle, he'll probably be able to discern something. That's what he's sensing. So if he can even oh, get okay. on side stage, he's going to think that way. Okay, it's a very narrow theater. You are right about that. Yeah, so. gotcha. Okay. Uh, so, All question right. keeper, um, as we sure. go by Bello, um, he smells like chicken. Yes. We are there this. feathers on the floor that he has shed? Other yes. chicken okay. craps. I, I I would like to to pick up a feather to okay. later test. Okay. Absolutely. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> All right, and somebody <laughs> roll a d twenty for me and tell me what you get. <laughs> Anyone want to claim that? Yeah, don't Not everybody it. do it at once. Not it. Oh my god! I'll do it. Somebody just roll a d twenty. Well, when did we ever roll d twenty? Do you want me to? I'm ready. Okay. No one has their dice. 
got a nine. I rolled a one. Okay, Scott, you rolled a one. No. I was able to get us very good tickets for this evening's show. You will all have great view from front row. I am quite interested in you establishing his methodologies, yes, of magicianry and trickery. Really glad I got these high-power binoculars. I'm going to be looking up his nose. You'll be able to see whether he dresses right or yeah. dresses left. Yeah. Did you get more than 2X, Fran? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I have my little. These would be like field well, glasses. They're from the store. I'm thinking bird watcher. Like they're pretty fancy. Big honking things. It'd be good if you had like an extremely long telescope that uh, got, got on the <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> I believe he is quite delusionist, and and I am curious in y'all helping me discover his methodologies. I. I usually figure these things out quite well, but this Casper, he is quite good at what he does, yes? And about that time, the lights blink, and, so the, and uh, more people file into the theater, and um, you'll have these wonderful seats right in the front row. And I've got my notebook out for what it's worth, and I'm taking you know really good notes about the whole, what the place looks like, the, the design inside. I've got like everything captured about the whole experience, even the the greaseless chicken, which I'm sort of capturing is literally the most amazing thing I've seen in my life. And Rutherford's Rutherford slips um, from the main area and wants to go through it to a side door to towards the backstage or in a side stage or backstage, if it's possible, I don't, you know, whatever the makeup of the theater is. Make a stealth roll. Yeah, he's not very stealthy, but he, he, so he's more of the type of guy who just goes without stealth and will try to persuade the people. So being all, you know, being confident in his wandering because he's so eggheady and quirky, he doesn't really notice it. So he just kind of walks with purpose. And 74. I'm not, he wasn't trying to stealth, so. Okay. Uh, what's your persuade then, if you want to persuade? My persuade's an 80. Okay. Okay, and uh, as you get to the side door, you run into uh, a very large gentleman that would be uh, uh, protecting kind of what would be considered the entrance to the back door. Mm -hmm. And he just very gruffly looks at you. Um, he's dressed in a tux, mm -hmm. um, but he's massive, like mm -hmm. six foot three and probably 320 he's okay. huge and he just looks at you gruffly and grunts and says mm -mm. and uh brother just qu quickly says uh who's the propri the proprietor of the establishment and is this fellow um work for the does he sense he works for the magician or he works for the proprietor uh, you don't know oh and i because then i well i use the you know proprietor's name and so the proprietor which rutherford should Lydia. know the owner of the theater, Levine. Levine. Yeah. And he says, Mr. Le and I just need to quickly just comes up with a story. Mr. Levine is extremely concerned about the lights this evening. They're overheating in the frontal section. And I was told to go in to quickly check them before we had a, a fire set. You need to step out of the way, my friend. Do you think I haven't heard this before? And he says, he says, what are you talking about? And he says, we need to check the lights. If they're overheating, they'll be disrupt the scent in the middle of the show. 
then you should probably go to the back of the theater where the electrical boxes are. And that's where I'm that's where I'm tempting to go. Is this the way to go or could you show me? And he just points to back to the front entrance. Hmm. Uh Is there another door to the back besides this door? Uh, make a luck roll. Yeah. Luck is ooh. Yep. Yeah, um. Uh, sixty-eight. He gets it. Okay. So the theater's pretty symmetrical. So you assume that there's a door on the other side. And I just say to him and said, "Ah, I said, thank you for the advice. I'll go. Uh, I will uh, be able to get to the lights from the other side." I said. I said, a good job. I'll, I'll let the owner know that you're doing a good job over here, my friend. And uh, quickly make a way over to the other side. Okay. And same thing. Another, uh, not quite as heavy, but uh, even taller, six foot five gentleman in another tuxedo is standing in front of that entrance. Okay. And uh, over here, I do, uh, I'll try to persuade the- <laughs> As with, an, with the same and you know similar story, the, the electrical the electrical is having some issues here, and we have to we have to check for the heat of the limelight, the, well, not limelights, but the lighting and the system that's overheating and could go off in the center of the show. Is told by Mister Levine to quickly check on it before the show starts. You know, Mister Levine ain't in charge of the theater. All right, I know this. You know this. This is Muscovane's show. I don't know what trying to you're trying to pull, but you head to the back, Mister. And I knee him in the crotch as hard as possible. (laughs) Okay, so make a... uh, Oh, my God. And we're off the rails again. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Uh, All right, make a a brawl roll. All right. Did I pick brawl? Let's see. I think so. Oh, that's under fighting. Okay, we got it. Don't got it. Don't got it. <laughs> oh, no, we missed it. Okay. And so uh, as um, as you go to knee him, he just drops a hand and, and catches your knee about, oh, four inches shy of his crotch because his crotch is pretty high up. So it would have been quite the raise in the knee for you. Rutherford's actually pretty big too, so. Oh, okay. And he looks at you and he says, Look, I'm going to give you one more chance to get back to your seat. And only one more. If you don't want to take it, don't take it. And he says, I'll be back momentarily. And he turns and just walks off purposefully without paying attention to him. Okay. All right. Is that all you're doing? Uh, no, uh, he's going to, okay. he's going to go and look for, uh, nothing, another method if there's possible, if it's just those two doors, that's fine. Yeah, no, uh, those would be, yeah, I think those would be the only doors to access the backstage. Okay. That's fine. Uh, yeah. So they're Moskvane security to yes. keep people from yeah learning the secrets. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay, so as, as this is going on, uh, the Levine walks onto the stage, and 
seems much more confident and bolder than he did before as he picks up the microphone and he says, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome one and all to the classic theater. We have been pulling performances from around the world, but I can tell you there has been none that has touched my soul like Miss Lana Perret. Miss Lana Perret will shortly be on this stage to open up for the great, the amazing, the phenomenal Casper Muscovane. And so I want you to put your hands together and give a warm classic welcome to Miss Lana Perret. So the theater like right kind of erupts in in applause. Um, the lights at this point go dim. Oh, gosh. And uh, a spotlight appears on the microphone on stage. And um, a, a woman walks up into um, the microphone and kind of imagine like a, a brunette Dolly Parton. Right. Um, that kind of figure um, really um, deep black dress. And um, at first, as your eyes are adjusting to the light, it looks like a, a, a long sleeved dress. But as you're watching um, it, the uh, you realize that uh, she's actually covered in tattoos on her arms. Um, these kind of wonderful uh, abstract symbols that uh, seem to be somewhat mesmerizing even. And uh as she as she walks up to the microphone, she starts singing, and it's just absolutely like breathtaking uh, how how deep her voice is, and the melody just kind of um, catches you right away. And it feels like as she sings that she's singing just gently right next to you in your ear. Um, it's just this overwhelmingly beautiful sound. Uh, as you're listening. Anybody want to make a roll for anything on this while you're listening? I want to make a roll for the symbols to see if I recognize any of them from my prior experience. Make an occult roll. Okay. Or a mythos roll? Sure. Or that. Little Joe has already encountered the mythos? Uh, I did not make it though. Okay. All right. And so um, you don't, you don't recognize the symbols at all, but um, it's partly because you're just so distracted by her voice. And um, uh, she sings and she sings and she, she's all by herself on the stage. Uh, there's a, a piano off somewhere in the background, but it's not on the stage. It's not visible anywhere. And a couple of stringed instruments along with that. And um, it's just the, like 30 minutes of the most kind of um, alluring. And uh, when it finally ends, everybody's almost in shock. You forget to clap for a few seconds. And then the theater just erupts and yeah, go ahead. She's singing in English? Yes. What kind of, like you don't have to make up lyrics, but 
are they love songs are they what sure you want me to sing is that what you want emily you really want Uh me to sing i didn't ask okay i could have recorded you something you could have oh that would have been good yeah i should have asked you all right but then it wouldn't have you know i don't know okay um so it lasts about half an hour and then the theater just erupts into applause and then she kind of ducks off to the side of the stage and uh john comes back on and he says what a what a wonderful performance it was just absolutely oh my gosh lana lana always brings the house down we're gonna have to give her her own show soon i mean she's gonna run us all out of town just incredible Give her another round of applause, everybody. All right. And now, what you've all been waiting for. The great, the inimitable, the one, the only, Casper Muscovane. And so um, the lights go completely out on the stage. It's it's like a Wes Anderson movie with Franny up there. And so uh, the lights go completely out on the stage. And then all of a sudden spotlights from like, but not behind you, but behind the walls on the sides uh, light him up and he's standing in the middle and he has a cape on and it's flowing out behind him. Uh, and there's no, of course, any sort of draft in the air, but it's just wobbling in the wind. And he walks up and there's no microphone on stage anymore. And when he speaks, it feels like it feels it feels like it fills the whole theater. I got those words flipped for a minute there. It's getting late. All right. So anyway. And he says. On my many travels through this world, I have seen things, seen things that many of you would want to have seen, but have not been able to. And so tonight, I bring you not my illusions, not my tricks, but those of the world, those that I want you to see. And so there's there's a pretty standard fare for a while, right? Like um, he has an assistant and kind of like the stereotypical tropes of the magician show that you would expect from that time, right? Like, you know, he glides some hoops around her, does some uh, magical kind of juggling of balls. And um, wait, can I just ask, is Lana also his assistant? Who's the her? No, uh, the her is his, is just his assistant. It's not oh, Lana. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's see. That's a good point, though. He would refer to his assistant as. Hang on. Um, it's a quick a rules question while you're doing this. Um, the mythos rule. I'm not finding that on the current character sheet. Is that magic points? Cthulhu it's under mythos. Cth- yeah, it's under C. Uh, okay. Ah, there we go. Yep, same thing. And zero. Yeah, mo- it should be one, right? And zero. It's zero. And zero. I'm right. not saying what mine is. Uh oh. Uh oh. 
Ooh. When you look into the back of the theater, uh, Bella Poulet's eyes have rolled back and he is chanting it. No, no, he's fine. <laughs> okay. Wait, is that canon? You having a moment there, Bella? Okay. I'm canon. <laughs> Chicken uh, mythos. He refers to his assistant as Miss Sarah Banner. And, um, I, you know, she does plenty of kind of like stock tricks. Uh, and then, then he starts to get into some more complex things. And, and the one that probably stands out as, as really something is that uh, he takes a deck of cards and he drops it on the floor. And then he says, you know what? Hold that. I need a volunteer from the audience. Do I have a volunteer from the audience? Franny is looking at the cards on the floor through the binoculars. Okay. (laughs) You, you young lady in the first row. And he's pointing at you, Joe. He says, come up on the stage, please. Oh, you're so lucky. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. (laughs) All right. And he says, I want you to kick some of these cards around. Please kick them around for me. Oh, okay. I'll just sort of shuffle into the cards like very timidly and push okay. them around. Okay. And he I'm says, yelling out, kick them hard. Kick them hard. Oh, okay. I'll give one big kick. Maybe enough okay. to flutter some Woo! cards off the stage, but keeper's choice. Sure. They flutter off the stage. And he says, you know what? It's not convincing enough. What's your name? I'm Joe. Well, Joe, here is a deck of cards. And he, he just, he, he holds his closed fist out and then he opens it and then a deck of cards appears. He says, I want you to take this deck of cards. Okay. Okay. And I want you to throw it on the floor too. Uh, I will throw them in a big arc okay and and she and when joe throws them they do they 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 fly out and uh they make a bigger arc and they spread everywhere and he goes thank you for your assistance uh please take your seat i wouldn't want you to get in the way did you say existence or assistance (laughs) okay and i'll just shuffle off the stage a little okay so good job joe all right. And so as as you uh, shuffle off the stage and back into your seat, he waves his left hand and it's like a gust of wind comes from the back of the theater. And as it does, it lifts up some of the cards and then he waves his right hand and another gust of wind that it, it ruffles your feathers, Bella, and comes right down the, the right side of the theater and and it picks up the cards and then he starts to move them. And the the cards start to dance in the air, almost like they're kind of caught in a tornado or some kind of wind. And he starts conducting like he's in front of an orchestra and the cards start to stack on the stage in front of him. And um, not only is it incredible that they build um, a tower in front of your eyes, but they build a tower that's uh, taller than Casper and um, and then the last card 
sits on top and gives it a little flat roof. And and he holds out his hands um, to much applause. And then um, he takes his hand and he starts at the top of the tower. And as he goes down, the tower disappears and he puts the card seemingly back in his pocket. And all of the cards disappear off the stage. And though it's a simple or simple, though it's a card trick, um, it's quite impressive, right? Uh, it stands out. Um, and that would be kind of the conclusion of the of the first act. And he says, I will return momentarily. I must steady my senses and prepare myself for the second act. It is one you don't want to miss. So I invite you, take a moment, take a breather, but return soon. You don't want to miss the finale. And so um, the lights dim or the lights go out completely. And then when they come back on, the stage is entirely empty. Did we notice any color around the edges while he was doing his flourishing and, you know, like around the cards, um, anything in the air color-wise? What do you – explain more what you're kind of I'm, looking I'm for. I'm looking for any, um, like, reflections or um, any, any dust in particular. Um, make, us, make a spot hidden. Okay. Oh, these are traditionally great for me. Yeah, there. This is where you go blind for the next six yeah, days. Exactly. I got dust in my eye. I can't see. Nope. It looks really. I, I don't think I made it. Um, the blue spot hidden is here. I just missed it. All right. So you don't uh, actually. Um, you're you're pretty sure, Franny, that. Out of the corner of your eye, you saw a glint of a reflection, like a mirror that's being used on the side of the stage. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And I did the thing where uh, I never looked at the cards. Okay. Because I'm used to sham magicians. Yeah. Uh, I always looked at his hands. Okay. Never where he's pointing, always looking okay. at the hand that he's not pointing with to see if it's like a traditional trick of some kind that he was trying to pull give me a spot hidden six Uh, extreme success holy cow all right uh you're confused okay you're genuinely you watched his hands as well as you've ever watched anyone's hands and you've seen a thing or two you know you've seen a thing or two yeah and you didn't see anything Hmm. That's what I yeah. That's what I was thinking would happen. Great. Well, that guy's the best I ever seen. So while while we're there in between acts, I do want to look at the floor of the stage and see if there's any um, powder residue on the floor. Okay. And uh, you don't see anything. It looks really clean. Oh, I got. Are there any sounds from backstage that sound like tickle lee lee lee? Tickle lee lee lee! And Cully seems very confused by that. What What are those noises, guys? Is that your Cully impression? <laughs> What's making that sound? All right. So, uh, there's a you know a slight intermission and then you take your seats again and
and uh, he the the lights go low, and it's a very dramatic entrance again, right? Where the uh, the lights come back on, and uh, he appears to be sitting on thin air. Um, and uh, Boone, you're 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 pretty convinced that this is an old mirror trick, right? That's been yeah. around for a long time. Yeah. Um, but uh, and he appears to be sitting though, like in in thin air, and as he does, um, he points up to uh, the ceiling above everybody. And as he does, there's a huge flash uh, from the back and a crashing sound. Um, and it sounds like a, a, a light, like a spotlight has exploded in the back of the theater. And as it happens, you hear screams from, behind, from around the theater. And you hear Casper's voice come up and he says, do not be alarmed. That is the spirits coming into the theater. They're here now. They're here with us. I have summoned them from around the world. There are spirits here from China. And there are spirits here from Britain. And there are spirits here from Australia and Brazil as well. I am the great Casper Muscovane, and I have brought these spirits here to speak with you tonight. What questions do you ask of them? And as you do, as you're sitting there, um, it's almost uncomfortable. And in fact, uh, who was the last person to sit down? I guess me, because I was on stage. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, Joe... Um, uh, Dick leans over to you and he says, this is part that is very unnerving to me. I almost want to leave, but I am so fascinated. I, 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 cannot, I cannot look away. He says, tell me, tell me what you notice. I'll try. This is really weird. Yeah. And so uh, everybody make a constitution roll. Tell me who fails. Ooh. And the guy in the back, let me just. The chicken in the back. regular success. Okay. Yeah. I ain't afraid of no spirits. Success. For me. I failed. Ex extreme success. Okay. Hey, so Joe, as you're sitting there, you don't know if it's just what he said to you, but it, you, you feel the chill in the air go right up your spine and your shoulders shrug and you quiver a little bit at, at the feeling that's happening and you don't feel comfortable all of a sudden in the theater. It doesn't feel natural anymore to you. And yeah. uh, you hear Casper on the stage and he says, he says, I have summoned the spirits and they are here now. Ask them a question. And he, he, he leaves that out there and it's, it's pretty quiet for a few moments. Nobody says anything in the theater and he says, Ask, do not let them down. They have come for you. If you do not ask, they will be angered. Okay, so I'm going to yell out, how did he do the magic trick with the cards? And, and, Great question. 
And um, as as you hear that, a light flashes from the back of the theater, like a spotlight shines above the stage. And as it does, um, a, a cloud of mist is formed kind of near the ceiling. And in it is unmistakably this face. And uh, uh, the, the face itself, uh, is these deep kind of uh, hollow pits for eyes, and the mist starts to move and it forms a mouth and it, it, it almost reverberates, the voice does, uh, but it's not deep and uh, masculine. It, it, it's more kind of a, a higher voice and it says, child, he did not make that tower. I did. Hmm. Franny is definitely looking at that through the binoculars. <laughs> yeah. And and so you as you as you Franny inocular it uh from where you are, <laughs> it's it's just not that far away. So all of a sudden you're like, you know, looking just like into the eye holes of mm -hmm. the thing. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Joe is hiding as much under her chair as she can. Okay. She's fair. cowering. Yeah, totally fair. Hmm. Ain't nothing to be afraid of, Joe. It's all smoke and mirrors. I can't quite figure it out, but it always is. You you, you don't you don't know. No. Is what? that all you ask of the spirits? Is all you ask of the spirits how to do a card trick? Who's gonna win the World Series this year? And uh, he says, or, or uh, the voice laughs, and it says, who do you want to win the World Series? And it, the voice is changed. It's no, it's no longer kind of the higher voice. Oh, it's okay. a lower voice. Yeah. Uh, how about the uh, Cubs? No, wait. What time period is? White Sox! <laughs> the White Sox! It could be the Cubs. No, the White Sox. And uh, and there's kind of a, a general like there's a pause and then a hooting and a hollering and and the audience and uh, and you hear the the voice again says, so it may be your request has been granted. Oh, oh man, I'm Ooh. gonna bet it all on the White Sox this year. They never win. Now, when did the bad thing happen with the White Sox? What the Black Sox scandal was 1919, I think. Oh, okay. So that was, yeah. Right, so I was Fran hoping it was contemporary. Franny's going to stand up, take the binoculars down, and say, how did my great uncle die? Okay. Franny, how did your great uncle die? Uh, you killed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got, he got killed in a cave, remember? Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. He got out. Yeah. All right. Wow. This is you got me there, Franny. Good job. <laughs> do, you, do you want to call it? Leave it at a cliffhanger. <laughs> Give you a week to think about it. Let's let's make let you make a roll before we leave it on a cliffhanger. Okay. Uh oh. Ninety nine. You're right. Ah. Uh, oh, this is what, good. What am I rolling? Uh. Actually, this is really good. Uh, let's see. Why don't you, you tell me what you're going to roll on here. I'm okay with it. I don't know. What, what am I trying to do? Um, should I roll luck? I think it's, I think I was going to say, I think this is just a straight up luck roll. Okay. 
uh, success. Okay, perfect. That's a good cliffhanger. Yeah, uh-huh. it's like 9.30 on the button. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us tonight. Let's hit this thing, which I wasn't prepared for. All right, that's it for us tonight. Uh, you can find us uh, between now and next week at underthelibrary.com, Instagram, under the library, on Twitter, at under the LIB. If you want to see the video, we're on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube and you just want to listen, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. So for me, for Michael, for Emily, Chris, Scott, Wayne, and Rick, thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. What What is so funny? What What do y'all find so funny? You guys blew it. I'm disappointed in you. Hot and steamy, sticky good. I got out on the street in my blue suede shoes. How many references can I make as I head to the theater lagoon? Rick, I'm just curious. Is that a record for you for fastest break of a game? <laughs> like my grandfather used to say, if I had a cow shit, I'd throw it at her. Well, I can assure you it won't be coming on my fingers because I won't be holding any of that. Uh, I was anticipating being up at the uh, festival. Theater. Theater.